Hello everyone, it's Rafael Tamayo with the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. You are listening to OC3 Frequencies, a podcast presented by the OC3. We are a division of the City of Dallas Office of Arts and Culture, and with us is our staff. Hi, I'm Iris. Hola, Monica. And we have a special guest, um, and I think we're doing a better job now, so we're going to let our guests introduce them. We're going to let our guests introduce themselves from here on out because they obviously do a better job of that than, than I could ever do. So, um, yeah, without further ado, Michelle. Hello, my name is Michelle Reyes, and my show, Rebirth, will be at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center running from March 12th through April 9th, and I can't wait for y'all to see it. Exciting. Tell us about yourself. Sure. So I am a graduate student at the University of Dallas. I'm in my third year, so this is my final semester. Um, and I am, my concentration is in printmaking. Cool. Mm-hmm. I Man. was, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Please feel free to <laughs> elaborate or go on. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm from Oak Cliff. I was born and raised in Dallas. All my education has happened in Dallas. I feel like whenever, I guess being in grad school, that's the first thing you say is like you give your educational resume. But um, mm. but yeah, that's me. That's cool. And then I think that's cool too that, that you're Dallas and, and you've gotten your formal training yes. or education in Dallas. Because mm-hmm. for as much as I love my city, I also have a lot of friends and family that leave and come back. And it's always really cool to see, you know, or to hear about a story or, or meet an individual who is like, yeah, I did all my stuff here. And I still have, you know, a, a wealth of, of kind of experiences and knowledge and information and creativity and all that. So Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, yeah, let's, uh, we have a million and one questions, sure. so I hope you're ready. I'm ready. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and so um, I think, you know, we can start with, since you, you know, and when you introduced yourself, talked about graduate school yes. and, and your education. Um, I'm always interested to know this because I'm an artist as well mm-hmm. um, and also went to grad school. But what, what made you decide to, to go to grad school? Sure. So um, I always had an interest in art. My my undergraduate degree was not in art. Um, and I was doing my nine to five job and I was taking a Dallas County Community College courses just to have access to um, a printing press, access to, you know, teacher instruction, things like that. And um, I wasn't happy at my nine to five and it, there wasn't art related. There was no kind of art involved. Um, and I remember my professor telling me, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're pretty good at this. You're, you're pretty good at this. Um, why don't you look into the university of Dallas, um, graduate school program? And, and I did, and I actually applied, um, and I got in, but I, I didn't accept that year, um, because I felt like I needed to hone my skills a little bit more, mm. maybe, you know, I kind of get reintroduced. I had been out of school for about maybe four or five years um, from graduating. And so um, I went, I started taking more of the um, classes like after work. Um, I applied again, got in and um, yeah. And that's, that's kind of how I ended up in graduate school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so can you talk about why, what drew you to the medium of printmaking and maybe even for sure. our listeners Kind of talk about what what is printmaking. Sure. So uh, I, I I wrote down a definition, and it's something that I say to myself, um, and then I actually looked up what printmaking is, and it's it's a little off, but it's pretty similar. <laughs> um, but the way I describe printmaking is that um, you create an image on a surface that can be replicated onto other surfaces. 
So the example that I give right away is like a t-shirt. We wear a lot of t-shirts that are screen printed. Um, so that image was created on a surface on the screen and it can be reprinted on other surfaces like a tote bag or like a t-shirt. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. How is that image created? Because when I think at least, you know, I'm not an artistic person. So when mm-hmm. I first heard, you know, um, printmaking, I always thought like, oh, like a stamp or like what does it, yeah. it look like? Yeah, it can be. There are several different um, printmaking methods. Um, one of them is a stamp. It, um, you can cut into wood and create a, a stamp. You can uh, cut into linoleum, which is what I've done for the show. Um, you can also... Uh, for etching, you can scratch into uh, copper plates. Um, there's even stone lithography where you... The stone lithography <laughs> is my least favorite, but that's because I'm not very good at it. That's the only reason why. <laughs> um, but you, you, it's a whole process of drawing on the stone. Um, there's a little bit of a, a chemistry thing happening there when you print. Um, and then screen printing, which is, um, I think most people's introduction into printmaking either mm-hmm. either printmaking or linoleum cuts um but with screen printing depending on how you do it um you create a, an image in a screen and you're essentially creating a negative like um it, well depending on how old you are like the way photos were made you know you had mm-hmm. your negatives your roll of film um and you know people would make more images off of that negative so it, it's similar to that Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is, as an artist, what is the appeal uh, of printmaking for you? Yes. Um, other than just loving to physically carve into um, a surface like wood or linoleum, um, I love that I can make multiples. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a painting. People spend lots of time, years, on a single painting, and I think that's wonderful. I think um, I think that's great that somebody can do that. But me, I want to spend, like, the, just the time that I need to get that image off so that I can bring it out into the world. And another thing, too, that I do a lot, I give a lot of the prints away. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a way to show that you care about someone or mm-hmm. that someone means something to you or anything like that. So when someone has a print, they kind of have a piece of you. And I like that. I like I like being able to make multiples of mm-hmm. an image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's um, when we were over at your studio. Yeah. One of the cool things that you mentioned was, you know, you've car- taken the time to carve out and like make this image and then you'd print it. And then you said you'd go back because once you printed it, you saw that there was something else that you could have added or, yes. you know, done mm-hmm. a little different. So you'd go back and etch more into it and then reprint it. And so you can do that over and over again. Absolutely. Um, I'll run a test print. And I'll, you know, look at it and see what it looks like. And if I need to take more away from a certain area or if I need to add something, I mean, I can see even the other day I was printing the final pieces and I looked at the block and I was like, oh, I forgot to take that out. But I left it there because, you know, it's part of it's part of the character of the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's cool to hear um, like your thoughts on giving it to someone um, and kind of sharing a part of you. Mm-hmm. And so really getting into the idea of um, crafting something that takes a lot of time and effort and thought. um, Because I feel like, you know, there's various different forms of communicating with people. And sometimes with what you're trying to say, one avenue might be better or might be more significant to someone than another. So a text message is different than a a handwritten letter, right? Um, but I really like the idea of, of printmaking. I've always been a fan because obviously, um, I think early on in my life, uh, 
like I was fascinated with the Mexican Revolution, and mm-hmm, so political yeah. printmaking has always been like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's it's cool to hear you talk about when you give that to someone because, mm. you know, in, in my mind, that's also like a, a kind of political printmaking because you're you're talking and you're speaking about, you know, this this uh, this this idea that you care about and sharing it with someone, and I think that's that's huge. Yeah, thank you. I agree. It, you know, when when you're you're first doing it and you're like, oh, I just made so many, just take them. And then when you really start spending time on something, and I think this was something that I learned in grad school, when you start to really find your voice, what you want to say, the prints become more than just, oh, I made a heart, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, you, you start to think about your composition and what that means. And um, in my work, there's a lot of symbolism. So when I put certain flowers or if I put a certain, you know, animal, it means something a little bit more. Yeah. This is super interesting because, um, well, one, you're reminding me, um, how, when was it? Two years ago, Jody Voice Yellowfish. She, um, she's awesome, but she taught the students in our spring break, cra- spring break camp how to do beading. Oh, okay. Um, and one of the things that she said in the Native community is that when you bead something, the first time you bead anything, you give it away. Oh, Because wow. you do it with the intention of, you know, that's thoughtful and you, that's the practice. You give it away to someone and it's, you know, with meaning. Right. So you were kind of reminding me of that. And also with that said, there's a lot of indigenous, um, mm. you know, symbolism that I saw in your yeah. artwork. Could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so I was definitely influenced by uh, mythology, Roman Greek mythology, uh, Aztec mythology, um, uh, folklore, Mexican folklore, American folklore, you know, these tall tales, um, what are these, the other ones, uh, fables that they kind of explain, you know, this is why you shouldn't do that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and being influenced by all that, I applied it to my own kind of myth that I've created for the show. Um, and the first, I guess the most prominent figure that you'll see in the show is a snake. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of cultures, snakes are usually kind of bad, right? They're kind of, you know, they're usually the the the, the evil or the negative. Um, but I use a snake to show uh, confidence and, like, the strongest part of us kind of thing. And um, you don't want to mess with that part of you, right? You don't want to mess with a snake, but you want to respect it. You want to give it its space, Um but yeah, that that's that that's that was kind of my thought process in those in those animals, and you'll see tigers and butterflies, and I put a rabbit in there too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I borrowed these ideas from these stories that I've heard or that I researched or that um, came up as I was making them, and kind of seeing what they mean to other cultures um, or what they mean in specific stories, and I kind of just made my own story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I also recognize that there were a lot of snakes in your work when yeah. you came to your studio, and I like snakes too. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I have a I have a necklace that has the the snake, you know, eating its tail. Yes. The mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I saw that in your work. Yeah. And, and when you when you told me the title, I was like, oh, I I get it. It's yeah. like all connecting. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about the kind of like repetition of having that snake and and Tell us about the title and kind of like give us a little about that, that kind sure. of rebirth story. Absolutely. Um, so I, I talked about what I was doing before graduate school. And um, I think for me, I was going through a rough patch. 
you know, you're trying to figure out who you are, trying to figure out what, you know, your space is in this world. Um, and so we go through these kind of phases in our life where we're, we have a journey and we, we come out on the other side. Yeah. We do. Um, and if we don't, I like to think that we continue our journey somewhere else. Um, and so I use the snake in that way of, of like, this is a continual pattern. Mm-hmm. This is something people way before our time have been doing, living, existing, leaving behind, you know, either, either leaving behind themselves in either like a family, you know, they have children and you're, you know, in some way you're still, um, present on this planet or with work, you know, in in school we study about artists and Mm -hmm. most of them have passed on. Um, and so they leave behind their work, but this, this kind of these kind of patterns and repetition and not just in the work. Cause you, you will see how I continually use a certain mark, mm-hmm. um, repeatedly. Um, but also in just how we live. And, and sometimes I think the word that's come up in my mind a lot is habits. Like we have these habits and we try to break them, but sometimes they're just wired into us mm-hmm. and we can catch ourselves, but we repeat them. And, um, some things to linger from generations, you know, um, traditional things that we do, um, speaking from a Mexican American experience, you know, we didn't celebrate day of the dead growing up. It wasn't something we did. Um, but now that there's this kind of rediscovery of reclaiming the Mexican culture, um, you know, we have a parade downtown and everyone's invited, you know, and everyone's here and it's a big celebration. And so I, I think about those things too, these traditions, these things that we repeat and these things that we keep important to us. Yeah. One of the things that I noticed, you talk about the snake and a lot of your, and I think I mentioned this, a lot of the artwork, um, a lot of the prints are circular. Yes. And the etching in them, um, you know, the space that was created to me looks like the calendars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we talked that, yeah. about yeah, we talked about the color a little bit as well, like mm-hmm. the idea of time passing. Um, all of that put together kind of really gives me gives me some uh, vibes of just Mexican folklore, yes, yeah. but also the different cultures that just live within Mexico. And you're talking right. about Day of the Dead too. Right. Like yeah. all of this tied together, it just weaves a you know, this intricate story yeah. of reclaiming that. Um, so with that said, is there anything in that artwork that you think, you know, speaks truly to one culture within Mexico or is it kind of like a amalgamation of all of it? Uh, I think, I think it's all of it. Yeah. I think that, um, while I wasn't born in Mexico and my parents weren't born in Mexico, um, you know, we still have that, the, those, those ties, whether it's through the traditions we were talking about or, th- you know, other family members, um, or just being in the community, you know, being in Oak Cliff, we're so diverse. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that we're so diverse and we're changing, but that's a whole nother topic, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole nother topic. We don't have to talk about it today, but, um, it's bringing out the snake. In a- yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. you talked about calendars, um, and you mentioned the snake. Repetition. You mentioned, um, the rabbit. Mm-hmm. You mentioned oh, a tiger. Oh, Lunar New Year. There yeah, so I was like, and thinking, you know, yeah, we just we did this too, yeah. a workshop with uh, with Milan Wen, and I we were that, talking yeah. about that. But um, and then you're talking about all of diversity, and you know, we have a lot of our programming focused on multiculturalism in mm-hmm. the future, and so it's really cool to kind of it's I, I feel like it's 
like a, a, a focal point that can change from yeah. artist to artist or person to person, but it still has the scope of all of these other things that are a part of it. So right. while it can be Aztec or Mayan influence, there's other realities yes, and parts absolutely. of our, our... Absolutely. We're all, how do I say this? Like we all, we're all, our differences make us unique, but our differences also connect us mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and, and I love that. I love that if someone who's from a different culture can, you know, identify with with um, with one of the animals in their own way, and then I learn something new about that, I, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that works too. Um, but I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I, I think of um, in high school, we were – we. Um, in my English class, we had to do like projects. And so we'd mm-hmm. read and, you know, we'd had different, we'd have different assignments, but one of our main projects was you could create something, um, as a final project based on whatever book, um, you had picked to kind of, you know, research and then do a presentation yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up doing a painting and, um, it was just really cool. I think it was like, I don't even remember what it was, but, mm-hmm. um, it was, uh, the way the painting was done, it never crossed my mind to have like Catholic overtones to it. And so my teacher says, (laughs) yeah, if you notice a lot of like Catholic imagery paints Christ in these types of figures, in these kinds of positions, wearing these kinds of garments. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea. It wasn't intentional. It was just something where I totally was not thinking that. But um, at the end of him explaining that, I was like, that makes sense mm-hmm. because I'm I'm coming at it, you know, the book that we're reading from this angle, but everything that has built up how I see things has these kinds of influences in it. Um, yeah. So it's really interesting to hear, like, you know, it's how It's kind of scary, too. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little scary, but I feel like, you know. Until it's done. I think like that's a, what makes, yeah. like, the artwork and artists, you know, the individuality of, of a person's perspective mm-hmm. just so amazing, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Your environment definitely influences you, whether you realize it or not, right? Yeah. You're like, why am I making all these snakes, you know? Or why am I doing hmm. all this stuff? Why am I making all these flowers? And then, you know, someone comes in with a different set of eyes but might know you really well, and they're like, oh, yeah this is you or, you know, makes sense kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, I can see that. I noticed too, um, and you know, this, this could be just something that I'm, you know, seeing and Mm. it's not really there. Maybe I'm like projecting, but the, the image that you have for your show card where you have like a kind of a section of the one print that has the sun Mm -hmm. with the face to me that the sun looks like it has your face. That was intentional. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this, that this was, is Michelle. Yeah. I was showing Raphael. I was like, this looks like Michelle, doesn't it? That was intentional, yes. I, I gave I gave the sun the sun in in my way, in my in the way that I view the sun, it's like my enlightened self. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, it's 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 not the antagonist, it's not the protagonist, it's it's omnipresent. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's it, it's aware, it's in it, it's in the know. Um which is a state I'm rarely in, um, <laughs> just so everybody knows. Um, I don't get to that state very often. I don't even know if I've ever been in that state. But uh, but yeah, I did. I adopted that. That I adopted the face, uh, my face, and I put it on the the sun. And um, there's a piece in there um, where there's a sun and a moon. And I have a sister. 
Ah. And so if people listen to the podcast, they'll they'll get this this information, this tidbit. If they don't, then you know, they don't get to know. But um <laughs> but I remember my sister and I having this conversation about she was like, Oh, you have a very like like sun personality and I have a very moon personality. Mm. And I was like, Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I could see that. And I ran with it. Um and so I created these pieces, um, you know, a, a moon and a sun. But they're they're always together, but they're never really together, and they kind of reflect each other, and mm. they interact, but they don't. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, that's where I came up with that. But I did give I gave the the moon my sister's kind of features. So I'm gonna, um, and if this is not okay, I can totally edit this part out. No, no, no. Um, okay. I think it's just interesting because before <laughs> sure, we started sure. recording, we I was asking you a few questions, and and you mentioned your sister, yeah. And I, I had asked you specifically if she was also an artist, right. um, and so you kind of told us this information about how you're you're more on the artistic, creative, create kind of side, mm-hmm. and she's more, I guess, of a historian. Yeah, she well, she she loves art too, and she does it in her own way. She's definitely more of like the facts and the study of, and she'll uh, when she was in school, she would come and tell me like this is what we learned today. And I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. And you know, I might take it away and go look, look it up and then apply it into a studio kind of way. But, um, I have a great relationship with my sister. Um, it's, it's like any sister relationship. We have our, you know, our, our fights and our, and our, uh, reconciliations, but, um, she is definitely present in, in the show. My family is definitely present in the show. Um, whether, whether I flat out will tell you Mm -hmm. or not. Um, but yeah, the the family element is there for sure. That's really cool. I feel yeah. like people will get to know who you and your family are by coming to see. Yeah, you. <laughs> we're gonna stand in front of the work yeah. and try to guess. Yeah. They'll be and, here. Yeah, and that speaks more to the idea of a circle. You know, like yes. a family circle. Like, yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't know. Just all these symbols, all these things, like yeah. this unifying. Yeah. <sighs> The elements in your show. Yeah. I mean, honestly, y'all have to come and see it. It's really, really yeah. cool. Is yeah. there is there going kind of back to like you were talking earlier about how you've sort of drawn um, influences from like mythology mm-hmm. and and fables and and you know moral stories and and then talking about like having your family yeah. being portrayed you know as some of these animal figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested like. Um, is there something like that has stuck with you in terms of like a, a story, like a myth? Um, yeah, the, um, a lot of the Greek myths, like the, the, the creation, the, mm-hmm. the beginning of the earth kind of thing. And, um, and just how things were formed or why they were formed. And, um, I like that explanation. Um, you know, nobody was present at the formation of, you know, <laughs> this wonderful planet universe that we live in. Um, but I like that there have been attempts over time to explain why things are the way they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really go towards the creation stories a mm-hmm. little bit more. Um, but, you know, I feel like I kind of, I, I pulled I pulled from mythology. I was listening to a lot of audiobooks about myths. And um, I just liked the the connection between the human experience, the humans themselves, and and nature, mm-hmm. and you know, I feel like with the the progression of technology and society, we've lost a lot of those connections. Yeah. Um, and I, I I would like to like reconnect. I'd like to like, you know, think that if there's um, 
you know, we talk about, oh, is it a full moon tonight? Because people are driving crazy, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, that kind of thing. Or, you know, the, the, the connection between the moon and the tides, like, that is real. Yeah, it's science. It's science. So, <laughs> so you know, why can we not, how can we not expect to be connected to the earth in some way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, astrology was like a way to explain some of those things, you right? Know, yeah, I think, centuries ago. Yeah, right? well, and now yeah. people so sort of like, nah, it's terrible. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Throughout like time, us as humans, just beings, we've tried to assign meaning to various things mm-hmm. to try and explain. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can't understand something or don't understand why things happen a right. certain way, so I don't know. This show is just. Now I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see the show installed. And then I'm also excited to yeah. see um, the titles of the works. Yes. Um, because I'm I'm kind of interested to know if you're going to give anyone, any of the viewers, a hint mm-hmm. at what is happening or mm-hmm. what the story is in oh, the work. Yeah. Or if you're going to make them, you know, work a little bit harder. I I The titles were really up in there because at first I was like, I'm just going to say moon and rabbit, star and whatever, you know, you know, snake and sun. And then um, after collaborating and and just discussing and going through all those things, it was like, okay, I'll give them a little bit and see. But I think it's a, I think the titles are enough to let your imagination work. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. 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 I, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way. No, I no, hate no. that I have to say things like that sometimes. <laughs> but um, from from our initial conversations, yeah. um, I don't remember when it was. Some point last year or it's a few all, years I ago? think it's been like a year almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember you showing me an example of your work. And I think mm-hmm. I even showed Iris. Yeah, you um, showed me yeah. the work when I came on. Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, by the way, <clears throat> this is fabulous. It's amazing. Oh, thank yeah. you. And that was totally different work. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that's yeah. Grown. yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it, but that's what I've heard from both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. I, I just remember <laughs> yeah. you approaching us and then, you know, having that conversation mm-hmm. of this is something that I would like to do. And I was fascinated. I was like, mm-hmm. man, this is really cool mm-hmm. um, because the work was was um, – you know, it spoke to me specifically yeah. from, you yeah. know, a similar background. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think just the strength of it really made, you know, some statements about a lot of the things that I feel like as a community we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and so right now that we're talking, I didn't go to the studio, but they showed me some photos right, of when right. they went. And the things that you're saying, like, you know, my head exploding <laughs> because, you know, the everything that you're kind of assigning to the way you're evolving as an artist is incredible to oh, hear. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing because, again, like from the initial impression to... I think it's just amazing to see the amount of growth in such a short period oh, wow. of time. Thank you so and much. And like all the stuff that you're doing with your oh, work. Oh, wow. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I I, I remember what I showed you. And that, that particular one of those that I showed you, it's going to be in the show, but it has changed. It has mm. evolved. Um, and I feel like that was kind of the launch pad. That was kind of like the launching point to, you know, what does this mean? How mm. can this be explored? And the piece, and I don't mind saying it, the piece that will be in the show that was from that original meeting, um, it's called My Attempt to Control Change. Um, because changes are hard. Yeah. yeah. And you said attempt. You didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> I have not succeeded in controlling change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, changes can be can be hard and, and they can be good and they can be bad. But again, we we come out on the other end. Mm-hmm. You seem to have a really good idea of um, 
like earlier you talked about like your identity as an artist mm-hmm. and kind of mm-hmm. finding yourself. Yeah. And I know that a lot of artists, um, you know, the process is different for everyone. Right. But I think um, somewhere along the way, I think the majority of artists do experience this this thing of like questioning what they're doing. Oh, for or sure. Yeah. Is, is this really what I want to do or mm. what's the reason? Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of intangibles in that that you can't necessarily say, you know, A plus B equals C and that's mm-hmm. that's what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, how, can you talk or, or if there's anything that you can share that's helped you along that journey? Yeah. Um, Look. If you want, if if you get up in the morning and all you think about is drawing or painting or or crafting or you know printing, then do it. Find a way to do it. If it's if it's a if it's a class at a local community college, if it's a class at a cultural center, do it. It doesn't go on YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. go on YouTube. Yeah, yeah talk to friends. Um, what's great about one of the one of the things that is great about Instagram is that, you know, you're interested in something, follow those people, see what they're doing, get inspired, um, become part of that community. But if you're, if you're doing, if, how can I say this? If you already know inside that you are an artist, what you do for a paycheck, what you do for, you know, to, to, to pay the bills, that that's fine. That's great. But if you, you're an artist, you're an artist, your nine to five doesn't define you. You know, you you wake up in the morning and you feel like creating, then create. You're a creator, um, but it's it's it is easier when you have a community. So if you have a friend that's you know into drawing or into just art, go to the museum, go check out galleries, and just just make, just have fun, and then it, it starts to evolve. And I think that's that was my experience. I knew that I loved printmaking. I wasn't doing printmaking every day. Um, I wasn't, you know, I, I got like, I did my best to do like little box sets kind of thing that you would get on Amazon. And, um, I would do that at home. But, um, once I started, you know, doing it with, at the community college, um, it was like, okay, I can do this. And then, and then people started to believe in me and I was like, oh, okay, well, if they believe in me, then maybe I should. Um, and so building that community, but it has to start within yourself. You have to have the confidence. And I need to take my own advice sometimes. But <laughs> but you need to have the confidence to be like, yes. Just do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. And sometimes it's easier said than done. But, you know, wake up in the morning. We, 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 we had this drawing exercise where first thing we did, we were supposed to draw. When we wake up in the morning, that was the first thing we were supposed to do was do a sketch, a minute. Um and yeah, it made, it started a practice. It started a habit. And if that's something that you really want to do or you really want to create, then just give yourself mm-hmm. the time to do it. The space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The time. You've inspired yeah. me. Rob, oh, I'm quitting. Yay. I'm going to go sky <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> do it. Do it. Why not? Why not? Cool. No, but that is inspiring. Yeah. And I mean, the I think the vocabulary and the things that you're talking about, they're all part of this. I mean, your ideas, they're just so grand. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's its this perspective that you're providing that's really intense, but it's, you know, it's literally you and your family. Yeah. But, you know, it's about the universe. You're talking about creating. The creation inspired yeah. you. And and if you're a creator, I, I you got to do you know, it. You're in good company. Yeah. Right? You got to do but, it. It'll eat away at you if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. If, if you know, and I'm sure you know. 
then you just got to make. And even if you don't know, you got to find out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Printmaking was not the first thing I ever did. You know, we did painting and drawing and everything else. And then when I got to printmaking, I was like, oh, this is my, like, this is what I do. Um, And also, I hate to sound like an after school special, but like, don't worry about what people think. Yeah. (laughs) If I could go back Mm -hmm. to young, younger Michelle, and be like, girl, stop worrying about what people think and just do it. You Most know? of us, I think, would yeah. say that. <laughs> Don't worry if it's good. I've made so many bad prints. I've messed up, you know, blocks. I've done, I've messed up so many times. Um, and I still mess up. And that's what's great because you're you're learning and you're making new things mm-hmm. coming from those mistakes. Yeah. yeah don't be afraid process. to let those initial starts be yeah. a sketch. Absolutely. Or an idea or yeah. Absolutely. just part of the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't have to be the final product. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. I know. In my mind, I'm just going. <laughs> this is such an inspiration. Oh, I'm so happy. Do you listen to music when you're... I do. You do? What do you listen to? Okay. My favorite band is The Killers. Ooh. Wow. I love The Killers. I wasn't expecting that. That's awesome. I wasn't either. (laughs) No, my favorite band, they're The Killers, and I almost named the show after one of their songs, but I was like, no, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. Like, it can be be something else. I'll do that another time. Um, But I love The Killers, and I also love, like, when we're all working in the print shop together and the studio together, and everybody kind of has, you know, one person will start the music, and then the next person will take over, and I love Mm -hmm. that. I love... I love all the different mixes, but yeah, the killers mm. are my go-to. And 80s, of course. Ooh. Like, yeah, the 80s, anything 80s. Um, but yeah. I do yeah. like to listen to 80s music every now and then. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. This gets me you going. Get, you get pumped. It's positive. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk briefly about your grad school experience sure. because I think that's also important for our listeners to hear about um, mm. because it is something I think that, you know, you know, if you're thinking about doing art or whatever you're thinking, whatever yeah. career you're thinking about doing, it's something that, you know, is, you know, sometimes that's the next step for right. for a lot of people. And um, so I kind of want to hear, you know, like about your experience and, sure. you know, how it has, you know, helped you um, expand your art practice or how you've grown. Absolutely. Um and then also if you've ever, like if you felt in the beginning kind of like if you ever had like a stuck moment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, as far as grad school, it was, grad school is not easy. It, it is the best of times and the worst of times. Um, I have had my worst days and my best days in grad school. Um, it's it's hard. Um, you are pushed, you know, you're pushed uh, your skill set is pushed, your your mental state is pushed, your physical body's pushed, but it's you, again you come out on the other side changed, and changed for the better. You, you know there were if I could show you what I was making before I came in to grad school to what I was making now, it's com- it's 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 different. The skill set is different. Being able to talk about it, I, mm-hmm. I could never talk about my work. I was like I used blue because it was pretty you know, or, you know, kind of thing, Uh, you know, that, or like, oh, I used that because it was there. Um, You know, and and you start to think about what you're making. And again, back to that voice, you start to figure out what it is you want to say with your work. Um, And I I think if you're thinking about going to grad school, think about why you want to go. Is it because you don't 
know what else to do? Is it because you just want a space to work and collaborate? Um, is it because you want to get into, uh, you know, a higher, uh, higher education level kind of thing? Um, you don't need a degree to be an artist. Yep. You know, you don't, you don't need a degree to be an artist. You can, you can make art, you can make good art. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but for me personally, at the time of my life, it was like, this is what I want to do. And I did it for me. Um, I did it for me. I didn't do it for anybody else. I did grad school for me. And I think, um, I think that's what's made the experience, um, enjoyable because I wasn't doing it because someone told me to, or because it was expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it for me and it was great. And I would never, I, I wouldn't, I don't regret going to grad school. Um, what was the second part of that question? I forgot. You oh, said. is it if you've, if you felt stuck? Oh yeah. I felt stuck. <laughs> I have <laughs> felt stuck. Um, a, a, the, the biggest part of my life where I felt stuck was when I wasn't doing art for so long. And that was about the course of like maybe six, 10 years where it just wasn't a part of my life. Um, and I could feel it inside, like it had to come out. Um, but being in grad school, oh yeah, there were days where I was like, I don't know what this is going to be. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and, and you get into that kind of imposter syndrome, like, do I even, you know, do I even, mm-hmm. am I even valid in being here and being in this space? Um, but you, when you have a really great support system and then when you just have that, like you, you listen to a good song or you, you know, you, you have an experience with a family member or you hear a story, you know, that, that, that your grandmother tells all the time or, um, you know, you, you're, you're out with your friends and something sparks. I do think that. There has to be a balance between living life and creating. Because if you're always in the studio, what are you experiencing that gives you those ideas? Mm -hmm. Um, But on the flip side of that is if you're never in the studio, you're not working, you're not drawing, you know, what are you, you know, what you need to, you need to be there. You need to be in that space to create. Um, So there is a balance between the two, but gosh, I've, yeah, I've, I've hit ruts. Um, but music usually pulls me out or a really good experience away from, away from the space pulls me out. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. You, um, you mentioned uh, two different kinds of stuck, Mm -hmm. like the six to 10 year period and the period where you ended up almost kind of questioning. What Mm -hmm. would you say the differences in those are aside from like really honing in on your, your practice or your craft and, just knowing that you're not even in that world so that you need to do something. Yeah, I think I think I think the difference in the longer stretch of time where I wasn't even in that space was was that it was almost I was impeding myself. You know, I was I was making the excuses as to why am I not doing these things? Oh, I need a paycheck. Oh, I, I, you know, uh, um, I'm supporting my family, you know, or, you know, whatever reason it may be for somebody, I, I, you know, I have a kid, I don't have children, but you know, if I have, you know, uh, children that rely on me or I have people that rely on me and I can't be there, I I would make up all these, you know, things, um, that were hindering me from where I needed to be in the longer stretch of time. In the shorter stretches of time, it's more like universe, what are you doing? You know, like I want to create, I want to work. Why are you not, you know, speaking through me or, you know, that kind of thing. And you kind of have to step away for a minute. But yeah, I think, I think in those two instances, that was my experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And so I'd also want to touch on too that, and I won't mention where, cause we might want to keep that. You can, if you want, but sure, sure, you sure. have an art job. I do. Yes. And so I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I do work in an art field. Yes. I'm curious, um, how that might, how might, there might be pros and cons to that of you like, you know, being an artist and, you know, trying to work in your studio. Yeah. I've, um, it's really wonderful to be in a space where you, you go to work and there's art and people are all about art. Um, whether they're creating it or showing it, um, and having, I'm lucky enough to work in a space where there's wonderful, talented people and they're so supportive. Um, but then, you know, to, to kind of flip the switch and go into the studio and make, um, I would say at this point, my experience has been positive. It's been really helpful, especially executing the show where I'm like, okay, that's, that's how you do that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, that's what that can look like. Or, or, you know, um, that maybe that's a material I can use or there are there. The space is really, the job is really inspiring. Um, but I know that's not true for everybody. Um, but I'm lucky enough to have that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they're, they complement each other. That's good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking, I don't know. I think that this show is very unique. Oh, and thank you. one of the first things that I said when I came back and I was like telling Raph about it, I was like, I think the Oak Cliff community is really going to appreciate it, one so. and two. Um, I think it'll resonate with a lot of the I community. So. And I, uh, part of it is you're from Oak Cliff. Yeah. You're carrying a lot of that into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited for people to get mm-hmm. to see it and just experience, you know, what we've had, mm-hmm. you know, the pleasure oh, I've already that's seen. so good to hear I yeah. hope so I I love Oak Cliff you're if you're from Oak Cliff it's like tattooed on your heart like <laughs> you love you love it you would do anything for Oak Cliff and so I'm, I hope that I hope that the community comes and sees it I hope that they in some way connect with it I hope they walk away in a positive experience with it um but thank you for saying that that's so nice yeah, yeah. yeah. yes any other questions? <laughs> yeah, no. I feel like I have a ton of questions, but yeah. they're not necessarily directly related sure, to sure, yeah. know, the conversation <laughs> here. But um, yeah, because we could literally take one of the questions that we talked about and go down a rabbit hole of all yeah. kinds of things that are connected. Yeah, um, like absolutely. even, you know, the art job thing. I feel like um, you're for- it sounds like you're fortunate to be in a position where <gasps> yes. you, you can, you know, be in an environment that kind of promotes and supports um, who you are. Absolutely. Um but even even if someone has an art job or is the art department at mm-hmm. like some some corporation or some yeah. company and even then it's like you're expected to like function as an artist in an environment that doesn't necessarily promote absolutely that kind of thing yeah. but more so relies on you to just pump yeah. something out mm-hmm. right um, yeah it it's tricky i think if you're i think if you like art and you like to make it then 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 make it and whether you're in an art career or not, that's okay. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be. Like I said, you're an artist. You know who you are, regardless of where you work. If you're in a job where you're lucky enough to create work, um, and if you're if you if you enjoy what you're creating, then that's wonderful. But if you're sitting there and you're making things for other people, like you said, pumping things out for other people or corporations, and you have to kind of rethink, you know 
well, what am I doing? Is it, it, it can, is there time for me to make my own work? Then do that, you know, yeah. make something that's your own and, and, you know, you know, go ahead, do your job. If not, then, then maybe this is the push you need. I needed a push and, and I, I got my push and I, and I took, I took this, the big step, but, um, but I'm happy. I'm happy where I ended up. So, yeah. That's cool. Well, if you're listening and you're not motivated <laughs> by, by the know. things Michelle has said, then yeah. Um, no, but that's, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's great information. And, you know, from your experiences, I think it's really cool of you to share it in a way where, a lot of us, you know, we might just be sitting at home listening to this and thinking, oh, you know, I never really went after that or yeah. it might click that, you know, one simple choice or one simple decision can really Absolutely. kind of alter, you know, how you move forward. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. And you might be surprised that the people that you're, you know, kind of thinking like, what will they think? They might be supportive, Yeah. you know, they might be supportive of, oh, you, you, you like to paint? I didn't know that, you know, or you like to crochet or you know whatever it is then you never know you never know until you until you do it so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. go for it do it if you haven't started do it now (laughs) do it now do it I think everyone I think everyone should make art it doesn't matter if you like feel like you're good at it or if you know you just make it and put it in a drawer for yourself Mm -hmm. I agree we have a coordinator here who says she's not an artist on every (laughs) single episode that we have um, but true. she ended up, uh, doing like some watercolors a oh, while back and she was, go. she did not want to show all of them to us. <laughs> no, but some they of were, them were bad. They were so Very cool. Bad. I was like, man, I know. I was like, looking I was, at them, proud I was like, of one of them. It was, you should pair, be proud. It was yeah. cherries. Nice. <laughs> they nice. were all really cool. But That's yeah. That's awesome. But yeah. Everyone I mean, yeah. should make art. Yeah. Absolutely. It's fun. Just, it is. You know, I'm not good at it, but. But not it's fun. Y- not good yet. Not, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I also tried my hand at guitar. I learned through YouTube. Am I good at it now? But I can play a Well, yeah. there you go. You can do I La can Bamba. play some songs. <laughs> I've never tried. There was a song that you said you were learning. Why did I think La Bamba then? I don't know. I learned a lot of Taylor Swift songs, yeah. though. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. It's okay. It's okay. Taylor no, that's good. <laughs> next, next episode, Monica plays yes. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> For us. <laughs> Oh, yeah. cool. I think we should close it out by saying uh, early congratulations. Yes. yes. Thank you so much. Yes, thank of you, course. Thank you. I mean, it's going to happen. I hope so. By the <laughs> yeah. time this episode comes out, her show will be up. Yes. Yeah, so on in closing this awesome conversation, I think, um, if you're listening, folks, and the state hasn't passed yet, we will have uh, Michelle Reyes's exhibit here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. The reception is on March 12th. From That's 16. a Saturday. Mm-hmm. 6 to 8 p.m. Make sure you join us. The work will be on view through April 9th, I yes. believe. Um, yeah, the show, Rebirth. Um, I don't, uh, if you've listened to this episode, <laughs> I don't know that there's any more else that we can share with you yeah. that would entice you. Because I think, um, again, there was some really cool stuff. Yes, um, very cool. We learned a lot about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, the OC3 team here, I, I feel like we're, eager to to kind of get to the reception just so that we can see yeah. you know mm-hmm. everything in, in in full presentation yeah. um so yeah we're excited any cool. any final parting words i mean i would say i don't know oak cliff but like all the prints are in o's for oak cliff obviously <laughs> there you so. go i was doing it and i didn't even know i was doing it yeah <laughs> but i definitely i definitely think everybody should check it out um yeah 
Y si hablan español, vengan a verlo porque sí. está súper padre. Anything, um, if we want to follow your work, if we want to, you know, yeah. connect with you via social media or sure. purchase some print in the future, how can we? Absolutely. So I do have an Instagram. It's called Oak Cliff Printmaker. Um, and uh, there's a nice new picture of me on it so you can see. Um, but yeah, Oak Cliff Printmaker. And um, yeah, prints are always available to sell. It's one of those great things about printmaking. You can make as many as you want. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah. Cool. Printmaker. Yes. yes. Well, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Her Instagram, at Oak Cliff Printmaker. Um, make sure you go find, follow, reach out to her if you want some prints. Um, we hope to see you here on March 12th for the reception. If not, we hope to see you through the run of the show. Um, again, our hours are Tuesday through Saturday, noon to 6 p.m. You have been listening to OC3 Frequencies, a podcast from the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. We are a division of the City of Dallas Office of Arts and Culture. We hope you find and follow us. You can visit our website at occ.dallasculture.org. We're really excited about this show. Again, if you have any questions or anything like that, make sure you reach out to us. But we hope to see you for Rebirth, an exhibit by Michelle Reyes. And on that note, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.